Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allendary, and I'm an infectious disease specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health education expert, that's me, talk to healthcare professionals about what you need to know about COVID-19, as well as community and public health. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. COVID patients of color more likely to be re-hospitalized. We've discussed on this podcast before that people of color disproportionately died from COVID-19 in 2020 compared to white patients. In fact, a study published in the National Cancer Institute's Annals of Internal Medicine reported that Black and Native Americans were three to four times more likely to die from COVID than white patients, and Latinos were two times more likely. Unfortunately, we now have more sobering data. As reported by NBC News, and according to a recent University of Michigan study, Black COVID patients in particular are less likely to receive medical follow-ups after being hospitalized and more likely to experience longer waits until they can return to work. The study surveyed that health outcomes of 2,217 COVID patients in Michigan, 60 days after hospitalization. The results found that about 50% of patients of color were readmitted to the hospital within 60 days after being released. Patients of color were also more than 65% more likely to experience moderate to severe financial impact because of COVID-19. Black patients in particular experienced challenges returning to the workplace after recovering from COVID. On average, it took Black patients 35 and a half days to return to work, which is the longest delay of any racial group. Black adults were also less likely to be offered workplace accommodations when they returned to work in comparison to other racial groups. Dr. Sharia G. Robinson Lane, a gerontologist and a lead researcher in the Michigan study, said that one of the most surprising findings was the lack of follow-ups with the physicians. The physician shortage and stigma of going into the doctor's office when infected with COVID might be a contributing factor to the lack of follow-ups. Study researchers were clear in saying that more needs to be done. Although racial and ethnic differences in COVID-19 death rates have been profound, focusing on COVID-19 deaths alone may underestimate the extent of racial ethnic disparities driven by the pandemic, the researchers said. To address these disparities, Dr. Robinson Lane suggests that more healthcare systems implement COVID-specific care clinics to help people better manage their infection, including those who suffer from ongoing symptoms due to long COVID. She added, the more accessible social services targeted at COVID patients could help people who have been hurt financially. Mobile mammograms improve screening stunted by the pandemic. Now, people across the country have been wary of seeing their doctors due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Many have skipped out on routine appointments and screenings, and up to as many as one-third Americans skipped out on routine cancer screenings altogether. Mammogram screenings for breast cancer fell by 80%. Experts predict because of this decrease, there will be an additional 2,500 deaths 
due to breast cancer by 2030. Oh my God. Wow. Mammograms save lives because many breast cancers do not present with pain, masses, or skin changes. So decreased mammogram screenings can have serious consequences. To combat this issue, the Siteman Cancer Center in St. Louis, Missouri, has initiated a mobile mammogram screening van. The goal is to make mammograms more accessible to women in nearby areas. The van will make rounds in the St. Louis area, visiting local grocery stores, corporations, and clinics. This is a great option for people who are wary of going to doctor's offices or hospitals. Its convenience and availability should draw in people for mammograms. The van is fully equipped with the technology it needs to provide high-quality screenings, the same quality that's provided at the Siteman Cancer Center. Easy access and availability could be a determining factor in whether or not somebody receives a mammogram, and it could ultimately be life-changing. Detecting breast cancer early on can make a big impact on the outcome of treatment. The concept of a mobile clinic or mobile mammogram clinic, for that matter, is not new. The idea of moving clinics to reach areas with low access to care has been in existence for quite a while, and there are many benefits to them. They provide easy, quick, and accessible care, and convenience alone may be the driving factor for someone getting screened. Absolutely, and certainly we'll continue to follow that because I I think we're going to be feeling these downstream impacts of the pandemic for some time to come. Ketchup Boss says inflation is here to stay. When you hear the words ketchup and baked beans, most people would more likely think about the perfect condiment or a side dish for a summer cookout. Instead, Miguel Patricio, CEO of Kraft Heinz, is making us think of inflation rather than side dishes. According to BBC News, Kraft Heinz, the international food company that makes tomato sauce and baked beans, has increased prices on more than half its products in the U.S., and Mr. Patricio admitted that it is happening elsewhere too. The cost of ingredients such as cereals and oils has pushed global food prices to a 10-year high, according to the UN Food and Agricultural Organization. During the pandemic, the production of raw materials like crops and vegetable oils fell in many countries. Measures to control the virus as well as illness limited output and delivery. As economies have restarted, the supply of these products hasn't been able to keep up with returning demand leading to higher prices. Higher wages and energy prices, labor shortages, lack of truck drivers in the UK, and rising logistical costs in the US have also contributed to the problems. Mr. Patricio said that consumers would need to get used to higher food prices given that the world population is also rising while the amount of land available to grow food remains the same. The head of research at an agricultural commodities firm say that big food producers like Kraft Heinz, Nestle, and PepsiCo will most likely have to pass that cost on to consumers. Other food like corn, sugar, coffee, soybeans, and palm oil have also been rising in costs. The head of research goes on to say that poor harvests in Brazil, which is one of the world's biggest agricultural exporters, drought in Russia, reduced planting in the U.S., and stockpiling in China have combined with more expensive fertilizer, energy, and shipping costs to push prices up. Unfortunately, PepsiCo recently offered their own warning to customers that it was also facing rising costs on everything from transport to raw ingredients, and that further price increases will be coming to customers at the start of next year. 
The one silver lining to the story is that because these large companies are talking about the rising costs now, consumers will have a chance to do their own research and start preparing now to figure out ways to deal with their increasing food prices before the new year begins. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and to leave us a review, letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at www.hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry, that's D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and to see and share our amazing animations and to find out more information about us and the show, go to noisefiltershow.com. Just as a reminder, COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, do share the same risk factors. We are so grateful to our sponsors, Access Health Louisiana, and to the South Central AETC. You can learn more about them at www.scaetc.org. Hope, any last words? Yes, stay well out there, folks, and continue taking the steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, and seeing your healthcare provider regularly. And protect yourselves and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. As an infectious diseases doctor, I also want to share with the healthcare providers in our audience that the HIV Care Tools app was recently launched by the AIDS Education and Training Center, the AETC. And it's a fantastic tool for ensuring your patients have access to the best standard of care. I encourage you all to check it out. And remember, health is a human right.